What do you want to start it with? What do you want to bring up first? I want to start by talking about a scene in Ma, <laughs> because it's the movie that I just watched last night, and so it's pertinent and on top of my head. Okay. Um, and I want to start our new season with such a beautiful piece of film <laughs> as was this, this movie. The whole plot of this movie, I'm going full spoilers in. This was a B-rate okay. horror movie. If you haven't seen it by now, you don't care. I'm talking to the if listeners here. If I wanted here. to see it, I would have watched it with you. But right. I was like, eh, nah. Okay, so the whole plot of this movie is around uh, this high school in which Ma is an adult now, but our flashback sequences show her time in high school as a little nerdy kind of outcast girl who's got a liking for the for the jock the, the the football playing this already sounds like garbage. bieber hair wearing <laughs> like and basically i won't go into details because it's not appropriate for this podcast but they pull a prank on her that is quite it's like a bad version of carrie <laughs> <laughs> it's um and they pull a prank on her and the people that are important in this first set of high schoolers is ma Whose name in the is Sue Ann, not Susan or Suzanne. Sue Ann. S-U-E. Like two names. Yeah, S U E and then A N N. The guy that she likes, his name Ben, who's the big popular dude. His girlfriend at the time, whose name is Mercedes. Mercedes. I. They were saying Mercedes the whole time, but I couldn't tell if that was just their southern accents, <laughs> or it if was it was supposed to be Mercedes. Huh. Um, and uh, I can't remember her name, but the main character's mother. Who was like the kind of the friend that was kind of nice to her, kind of nice to Ma in childhood, mm. but wouldn't really stick up for her, where Ben and Mercedes, the popular couple, are are mean and setting up this prank. Well, they all grow up and they still live in the town and they all have kids that are going to the high school now. And the uh, the main character is this young girl whose mom was the kind of nice, you know, lady. They moved away. But now they're coming back due to falling on hard times, divorce, that kind of deal. They're moving back to this town. The movie is basically about Ma like getting a hold of all the of all the kids and tricking them into like using her basement into parties and stuff so she can like rewrite history and like do terrible things to them and like get revenge. Not like that, but like she gets revenge on them. She just them. kills them all. The movie isn't clear on what she really wants. It's just weird, but while the main plot is her like tormenting these children and being crazy, she's also reconnecting with her, I don't want to say friends from high school, but the adults that are around. She does end up killing Ben, the dad of one of the kids who grows up. Wait, st- I thought Ben was the jock. Ben was the jock who's now oh, grown and, up and, as right, a dad, and right. she does eventually kill him, uh, and I can't go into detail about that either. Okay. And, <laughs> but... What I'm getting to is this Mercedes girl who is the girlfriend is not a part. She's just a runaway throwaway gag who's there as the adult. The adult version of Mercedes just is just kind of stupid lady. And she's just kind of your ditzy blonde type stereotype. Every single character in this is a stereotype to the fullest effect. Um, and she's not there after like a couple scenes in the beginning for the entire movie. And there's a random scene two thirds of the way through the movie that doesn't have anything to do with the plot. And it's just shoehorned in there where Ma's just driving her truck down the road and Mercedes is just jogging, going for a daily jog. And she just runs over with her truck. <laughs> what? Like brutally. And it's not just, even like planned or anything. No, she's just, just like, you know what? 
Yeah, the opportunity presented itself. And the camera pans away with like no score or anything to show Mercedes just dead. The cops don't bring it up for the rest of the movie, and then it's just not addressed for the rest of the movie. And that scene, I literally sat in my room with my mouth wide open for like five (laughs) minutes. I was like, wow, movie, that was really effective. Well, Well done. There you go. On that chipper note. What a a way to start off the new season, Daniel. I like it. I really do. Season two. Two of the spew. That means that we're calling what we did last semester a full first season of content that we've put out. That sounds good. Not going to lie. That that sounds really cool. <laughs> I'd like to thank Jonathan Cooper, Ted Cluck, and Caleb Morgan for coming on the show, mm-hmm. having no reason to believe that it was going to be good, mm-hmm. and get help helping. And making it good. <laughs> yeah. Bringing <laughs> yeah. us some content for that first season. Yeah. Yeah. Very special things. That was, that was were some seriously good times, and they were really fun to be able to do this whole thing. All of them were naturals at it as well. Cluck, of course, but even our our student friends came on and put us to shame, honestly. Mm -hmm. We can never have them back on. (laughs) No. Um, So I got a a list here of of stuff I've watched over the break. One, One I know I can talk about for a lot. I know we could go back and forth. I don't know if you saw it, but I think it's it's worth mentioning. Uh, Cats? I did not. Oh, man. But I think I've seen more of Cats than a lot of movies. <laughs> um, Daniel, it was so bad. I don't know if I've ever seen a movie that's, like, fully presented as if it's good and for it to just be so, so, like, out there. Just completely out there. Like, I was marginally familiar with, like, the plot, which is already pretty crazy as I, far as... I don't know anything about the plot of the movie. As far as... To, so I'm going to try to explain it as best I can because even if I even if I get it right, it'll still sound... Is it just about cats being cats or is it like as dude, if they were humans? It's like, about a whole cast of different cats that all have different personalities and each... You new, mean cast like cast system? Um, There is a... The Jellicle Cats are what they're called. What? Yeah. It, anyway, I'm just going to skip to the craziest part. There's there's like... Please. They choose a cat to be like the best cat, and then they sacrifice that cat in a hot air balloon, and that becomes like their reincarnated symbol of... I don't know, dude. It was crazy. I think... I you think got to stop making the movie sound like good, because I'm into there's, that. There's like a... Uh, magic tap dancing railroad cat that spins into the air and explodes and there's a to be fair i feel like a musical of that type should expect those kind of things there's a there's a rebel wilson plays a cat that her personality is that she eats small roach people i thought you were going to say she eats smaller cats (laughs) (laughs) rebel wilson's a cannibal uh james james corden is a cat who eats garbage okay what about the small roach people? Are these names of note as well? No. Oh. They're just kind of small and okay. roach people. But That's we do the... have a big cast here with this movie. Um, Taylor Swift, Jason it, Derulo. Taylor Swift's role was to introduce Idris Elba's character 15 scenes after he's already been in the movie. It was crazy. There was very... There's another cat that's just magic, but he's not magic, but he is. I don't know, dude. It was so out there, incredibly hard to follow, so hilarious, dude. I 
I've, I was watching it and I was literally leaning. Actually, I wasn't whispering because the only people in the theater at the time were me and the people I was watching it with. So we were like yelling in the theater, like standing up and just like going crazy. In the Those theater. are the best times. It was fun. And there were plenty of times that just kept us baffled, just in in pure insanity. It was it was fun, not a great story. I don't know. It was just weird, completely weird. Would it have made like a better Broadway production or something? So I mean, apparently it has because people love it, and it's you know it's been successful as a musical. But I don't know. It's it's it was just so out there. That's pretty much all I've got to say about that one. Well, it definitely got plenty of attention. Yeah. I mean, people know about this movie. Oh, I mean, coupled with the fact that it was, you know, it was a crazy story, like I said, coupled with the fact that the animation looked wild, it's no it's no surprise that people went crazy over it, right? Right, yeah. And literally watching it, I think about halfway through, I was like, I feel like the studio just was like, you know what, let's embrace this craziness and see if we can like somehow get people in theaters just by word of mouth of how crazy this movie is. You know what I mean? I felt like they were trying to pull like the producers. You ever seen that, that movie? I have not. It's a Mel Brooks thing. And the plot of that is there's these two producers, like musical producers, and they're like, they try to make a, a, a musical that bombs but anyway, they're like, oh, we can earn more money if this bombs than if it does well. So they try to cheat the system. That's what I felt was happening with this movie. It was so crazy. I was like, I can't, I don't know how anyone would want to put their name on this. It was, I, I still can't wrap my mind around it. Let's go Serpentine. So you hit up the next one and then I'll take two. All right, cool. Because I got another one. The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, I think well, we, we both can, saw We the, can both talk about that. Okay, yeah, cool. of course. Um... I'll go ahead and say I liked it. I liked it better than any of the newest Star Wars movies. It was my favorite Star Wars movie to come out since Disney has owned the rights to Star Wars. Um, Wasn't a huge fan of The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi, but this one, I was surprised about how much I liked it. And it even made me, I think having the closure that this movie kind of offered kind of helped me appreciate the last two in the trilogy previous two in the trilogy um so yeah i I walked out of the theater going yeah all right that's what i that's kind of thing i like to see i definitely liked it more than the force awakens um it really did embrace being its own thing for better or for worse by the time it got to the end of you know this chapter yeah yeah um and still did the movies that came before it justice right like it didn't completely ignore them but it it was its own thing no and to avoid spoilers because even though it's been a while this is a bigger property and one that has a lot of fairweather fans if that makes any sense it's a lot of people that know the property and have an appreciation for it but it's the kind of thing they're like i'll get around to watching it eventually um i like what they did with ray i like it i really only had i think i think me and you have talked about this i really only had one problem with like the whole thing and it actually it was big enough problem that it almost made me Disliked the movie, but I was like, you know what? No, it's it's wrapped up. It's finished in a good. I was referring to her. Way. I know what you're talking about. I was referring to her, where her, she originated from. Yeah, yeah, her, yeah. Her lineage. Sure. Uh, sure. I, I like what they did there. I was I legitimately wasn't expecting that, and I was prepared to groan at whatever the answer was. 
Um, and so that was cool. Uh, it is a movie that I will admit I do feel somewhat indifferent about. Star Wars is one of those properties that while I enjoy it and I go, it's just not one of those things that I'll I'll go to war for, really. See, I'm getting to that point now. There's definitely a time in my life where Star Wars was the biggest thing. Really? About, like, me as a person. Like, I was... As you're wearing was, a Star Wars shirt right I now am, on I? brand. Also, this is irrelevant to the podcast that we do, but the way that your shirt matches your flannel is amazing, Jackson. Thank you, Daniel. You're I welcome. appreciate that. That's that's uh, quite a relief to hear that uh, I can dress myself at 21. That wasn't sarcastic. That was genuine. I feel I, it like sounded a, sarcastic as I said No, it. no. I feel like every 21-year-old college kid <laughs> needs the affirmation every once in a while that your clothing combination doesn't suck. Look at you. Look how okay. you did this morning. Thank Good you. job. Um, Where were we? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Wars. I, I mean, I used to be hardcore into Star Wars. I mean, I, I, w- I loved it. But with the newest movies, I've kind of drifted away from that. And other things have kind of replaced, you know, my, you know, whatever my favorite thing may be at the time. That's my story with Marvel. Yeah. Uh, I used to, it was at the forefront of what I wanted to have knowledge about when it came to film. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's, well, I still, I still go to every single one that they drop. Uh, it's not a, it's not a mm-hmm. priority in terms of my film interest anymore. And that's why I, I really like uh, The Rise of Skywalker is that it, like I said, it, it did the previous movies justice while still being able to do its own thing as well. And I don't think any of the most recent movies have been able to do that the way this did. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll keep it in Star Wars for just a second. This wasn't on my list, but it comes to mind as we talk about it. Uh, I did late to the party, jump into The Mandalorian a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I was actually pleasantly surprised with that. I honestly had no idea what to expect from Disney Plus's own content. But, like, somehow I had more trust in Disney than somebody else, just kind of launching off into nothing the way they did. Because, yeah. you know, I want to say we didn't hear a lot about the production of these. We did. We knew they were happening for a while. But we didn't have any similar material to reference if that makes yeah, any sense it was more so yeah, yeah, yeah there was no there was nothing to be there was no track record for them to do this kind of thing mm-hmm. and uh i enjoyed it it's very simplistic you're talking like an eight episode season of like half hour rarely are those these kind of shows the half hour format as opposed to the hour format um it plays out like a live action cartoon yeah that's not all too serialized you can kind of drop in and drop out it plays like a live-action Saturday morning cartoon, which some, that's a penalty for them, and I get that. But it, it was easy watching for me. It was simple, straightforward, to the point. I liked it. Yeah, I'd say this. I haven't I'm, finished it. I have two episodes left. Same. So uh, you, you didn't actually end up, we no. both thought about finishing it like five times over the weekend. Yeah, and then never got around to it. And it never happened. Um, but but I no, will, yeah, I, I eventually. When I did watch the episodes that I did, yeah, that one very much felt like a, like an original Star Wars piece of material, right? I feel like it's something you could appreciate if you didn't have other Star Wars viewing knowledge. Yeah. It really, really, it's a self-contained story. Yeah, you could appreciate it if you were coming from no Star Wars. You could appreciate it if you were coming from, like, all Star Wars. Yeah, sure, because it it definitely has those nods to things for, for people. And they're nothing more than nods at times like it's like oh hey i recognize that not necessarily like 
oh yeah, we're building off of this thing, right? It's just kind of a, ah, nice little reference. Cool. And you move on. When I was watching the first couple episodes with my roommates, my roommates who are much more knowledgeable in the lore of Star Wars, it's much more at the forefront of their interest. Um, I would just kind of ask them basic noob questions about how certain characters and scenes from the show fit into like the overall thing. Um, and so one of the questions was, where is this in the timeline? Mm-hmm. That, in the, like the chronology. Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah. I'm always like chronologically or something. <laughs> um, and they would explain it and they would give me an answer that told me nothing. And it, did, it still didn't end up really mattering because um, it is it is a self-contained show. It's a it's about this character. Someone told me it was a buddy cop. <laughs> <laughs> dynamic Wait, with, with, you mean with the mandalorian with and baby yoda yeah and i was uh, like that's a stretch but it i love the I love idea, idea so that, much yeah, yeah. i was like i don't know if i can call it a buddy cop but that's, that's i want to cool. see the mandalorian and baby yoda like pop out of like a mustang from the 70s and just like slide across the hood but like <laughs> aviators on <laughs> i've been told it was i've been heard i've heard it i've been heard i've heard it <laughs> described as uh, a buddy cop thing a straight up western it's very western which is an intriguing idea too um which a more kind accurate of, one which viewing it as a western is another kind of a bit of a nod bit of homage to the original trilogy because a lot of ways a lot of people have compared the original Star Wars trilogy to, you know, the classic Hollywood Western. And I think I think it is. Like obviously it's it's taken it's it's inspired by that sort of thing. Um and still makes it make something original and something new. And I think that's what the Mandalorian does. I really wanted our Star Wars conversation to Go towards the Last Jedi, not because I want to speak about that movie at all, because it got <laughs> speaked about so much. Speaked. Did I? What did I say? Did I say speaked? Yeah. Like in the past tense, instead of spoke. spoke. We're just gonna ignore that and move I'll on. Out. Or you, I'll let you make that decision. It's right. fine. I'm not so arrogant as to not allow my many, many, oh, I many fumbles of words to find their way into the podcast. Daniel, I, wanted, I got your back. I've, I've cut a lot of stuff out. Both of us. Have you really? Oh, yeah. Give I'm me like, an example of something just awful that I've said. Speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was hoping that we would just bring up Ryan Johnson so that I had a natural segue into talking about Knives Out, but it never happened. And so I'm just going to manifest that it was, out of thin that air. That was natural enough. Um, now you've said his name. Talk about Because Knives one of Out. my pet peeves in film is when someone decides that they hate a movie so much that every other work by said director is guaranteed to also be garbage. Yeah, that's, that's bad. Um, because <laughs> if you go to trailers for Knives Out on YouTube, you get a lot of, it's Captain America and 13 Reasons Why in the same movie, or it's Ryan Johnson, don't waste your time. And I thought this movie was wonderful. I thought it was great. I thought it was funny. Daniel Craig is a hoot. Um, it's a very similar role to the one that he played in Logan Lucky, which was a home run hit for me. Yep. Um, there's a certain monologue that if you watch this movie, you'll know what I'm talking about is just, it's just a golden moment of the writing's not weak, but Daniel Craig just took a very simple, not all that funny bit and he made it into something really, really, that, that's how he did the whole movie. This, this whole cast is strong. You've got a pretty star-studded cast of, uh, their names escape me now. Chris Evans, Daniel Craig, uh, 
What's the name Jamie of our Lee guy Curtis? that we just watched in Sorry to oh, Bother yeah. You? What's what what's it? our what's our guy's name? Because he does a great job in that film as well. The more people talk about this movie, Knives Out, the more I want to see it. It sounds like I would really, really like it. Lakeith Stanfield. That's it. That's it. Lakeith. Um, really like him and the stuff that I'm seeing from him coming up. That's a that's an actor to watch out for. And I'm not just saying that because he was brought up in the podcast. Like he's actually someone that I'm excited to see in some mm-hmm. bigger roles. And that movie was that movie brought in a lot of these faces that you're like, I've seen them from something else and paired them with like big deal actors. It's kind of like a bridge of yeah. sorts with the cast. And they all meshed really well. Um, these kind of ensemble movies that aren't based on existing properties, which knives out very well, maybe based on a book or something. But I'm I think talk- I, no, I think it was nominated for the uh, original screenplay Oscar. So I original, think it, okay. Yeah. So a Me lot of times when you have these ensemble movies that aren't based off anything in the past, you just kind of get a jumbled mess because you're having to create many layered characters yeah. all at once. But all of these characters are interesting and could carry their own story in this movie. Another movie that we watched over break together that reminds me of this just in what you've said here is um, Bad Times at the El Royale. I totally forgot about that yeah, movie. That yeah. was going to be on my list. I actually, it has a similar feel. Yeah. It's Although Bad big... Times at the El Royale is a bit darker. It's a bit of a darker okay. tone. Because um, yeah, like you were saying, it's an original idea as far as I know with some big names and some pretty in-depth Character building. Like At the it, time that that movie came out, would we consider Dakota Johnson an A-lister? That's a, this is one of them. That's a bubble. I think one. this is the movie, like one of the movies that's really put her name out there. Okay, because I was because after Chris Hemsworth, you have John Hamm, Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges. There's there's um, Dakota, another Dakota another Johnson, good ensemble so. cast, yeah. um, and I don't know if that was an original screenplay either. I don't know if it was based uh, off a of prior. See, I, if it was, I haven't heard of it, which at that point... Which is better. Let's make yeah. more properties based off some of those like underground things. Um, it's amazing how many smaller... I don't want to say products. I can't think of the right word. Uh, yeah, dude, I think it's... Smaller original. properties have like these rabid fan bases almost and then these movies come out and you're like that's a good movie and then you're in the comments of stuff and everyone's like yes i read this book 20 odd years ago and it's always been great now you guys are getting to see it too and then yeah. you get the like oh these people are can you be a bandwagon fan for a movie <laughs> can you be a bandwagon fan for a fictional story so um, if we uh, must adapt everything i like i like movies that are adapting Smaller, more obscure properties, and I'm going on this whole tangent, not okay. having any idea if it is or not. I think I think it was original. I think bad time. It was. I think so. Then ignore my entire tangent, although well, it stands. Well, I'll use it as a segue, Daniel. Please do. I think this movie. Well, see, now I had to start that with I think again because I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure this was based off a book. But it's another not great movie. Not as bad as Cats, though. Um, the Art of Racing in the Rain. Did you hear this one? I am not familiar. Okay. Milo Ventimiglia, all right, from This Is Us, which is a pretty what... big TV show right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he plays um, a race car driver, and we follow this character through his life. Um, he meets, you know, a girl, gets married, has a kid. He has a dog. has a pet dog. That's a big part of his life. Um, I am going to spoil it here. hope you don't mind. His wife gets cancer 
or some disease dies, then her parents sue him for the custody of his daughter. I almost said rights of his daughter. That's definitely not the right word. See you in a minute. Um, custody of his daughter because they say he's not, you know, able to take care of her. Anyway, very dramatic movie. Like there's heart wrenching moments where you know his 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 wife and the mother of his child is dying. His own family is now suing him for the custody of his daughter. It's a big deal. The movie is narrated by the dog. Oh, it's, I don't know how I feel about that. It's That's, not good. I mean, would, points for creativity, I guess. I don't know. I, I just, I failed to see how someone would come up with that idea and think, yeah, there's a way I can execute this well. Exactly, right? Like, Who's it, the voice of the dog? I think it's Dennis Quaid, which is another big name. Hey, there you go. Okay. But here's the thing. Oh, no, it's Kevin Costner. Same thing as Dennis Quaid. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. There's like seriously important moments in the movie where like the dog is being like the dog's at the grandparents' house and the the grandpa's being like a jerk. And you're like, man, if only, you know, the relationship between him and his I know father in law could be healed and then they could, you know, love their their daughter, granddaughter together and it could be happy ending and instead of there being like real human compassion and you know relationship mending the dog just poops on the floor that's literally a like a point in the movie it's like wait a second that's not that doesn't solve anything if anything that like worsens his opinion of you and the dog it was so weird it was like they tried to solve issues with the dog like is Kevin Costner, like, speaking as the dog with, like, a human level of intelligence? Or is it, like, a small child? Like, how a dog would speak if it spoke English? It's it's not like... He's not, like, panting into the microphone as he's recording. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I just mean, is, like, what's the, what's, what's he's the like, intelligence level of the dog? He's speaking like a normal human, but his sentences aren't, like... He talks like a <laughs> dog would talk in that he's, like... Like, he'll mention stuff about, like, having to get food and, like following the basic needs of a dog but at the same time he's got like human emotions and what he feels towards other people here's here's the crazy another crazy part or you know what it is the craziest part of the movie i'm gonna spoil it again at the end of course it's a dog movie the dog dog dies the dog dies but as they've been hinting throughout the movie and how the dog the dog keeps doing this monologue about how he wants to be reincarnated in the Wait, I think mountains. I saw the trailer for this movie. He wants to be reincarnated as another dog in the mountains of Mongolia so he can run around forever. Does he, he get to? Okay. The it's I'm, a it's I'm a happy it's a happy indie. Okay. It's it's wild enough to be interesting, but not wild enough to be good. Oh no. You know what I, I'm saying? I didn't think that for so a second. So it is a happy ending. Milo Ventimiglia and his daughter go to Italy and he races on an Italian circuit. And one day as they're racing, this little Italian kid comes up with his dad and he's like, hey, my son is a really big fan of yours. And he's like, oh, yeah? And he's like, give him an autograph. And he's like, who should I make it out to? Wait, the dog's writing an autograph? No, no. <laughs> the dude's writing an autograph. And he's like, who should I make it out to? And the dad's like, his name's Enzo. And it's the same name as the dog. I was like, give me a break here. What? 
You tell me this dog got reincarnated as a little Italian boy? <laughs> That's how this movie ends? It was so wild. Which he's named after like a race car driver. And so then it makes sense that it's a oh, little gotcha. Italian boy. Okay. Well, that's that sounds cute for someone out there. I'm, See, I here's mean, the thing. If yeah. it would have if it would have been done as like a Marley and me level of oh, that really did actually get to me, but it's still not like super hardcore. There were like we're talking like civil lawsuits of like who deserves custody of over a child, and it's like. I don't think these things are compatible with a narrator dog. It's a weird background dog. setting yeah. choice for this film. If it was maybe just a little lower key, like like maybe everyday life stuff that everybody goes through but still hard, not like the death of a parent and child custody battles and physical altercations within your family. Like it was next level stuff. It was too much. And it didn't quite work. That's the art of racing in the rain. Which Interesting. The... the the name doesn't have all that much to do with the actual story. I was about to say, I forgot <laughs> what the name of the movie you were talking about was. It's like a metaphor for like uh, handling what life can throw at you is like racing on wet pavement. That's a reach. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it gives no hint as to the... It's a very much a dog movie, and it's very much not a dog movie. It's weird, dude. It was just very incongruent. That's, that's how I'll say it. That's how I'll wrap it up. Is the rest of your list getting into... Uh more of the Oscar type selections. I have one Oscar nomination on here, but we've talked about it before and it probably deserves its own episode. It's that good. So I may, here I'll I'm saying the reason I'm saying this is I have one more thing to talk about before we dive into Oscar stuff unless you have something else that's not Oscar related. I have one non-Oscar that I would like to talk about. Let's go. Let's go there next. Okay. Um, Since we've just abandoned smooth segues altogether. The, the main reason I want to talk about it is because it's not a movie. It's a little different. But this is an arts and entertainment. Please bring, me, please bring me the multiple types of content. It's a book. Can you believe it? I can. <laughs> I really can that you would bring a book to the table, yes. It's called Winesburg, Ohio. I already know why you love the book. Yep. Um, this is actually on... the. Remember the creative writing class we took with uh, Rogers last vaguely. year? <laughs> Actually, more than vaguely. Let's be honest. I have nightmares about that <laughs> class every day. At the end of the class, he gave everyone in the class a recommended reading list, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. He definitely did. This one was on there, and I was like, you know what? That actually that sounds that sounds good. I want to read that, and I did, and I really liked it. That's awesome. It's written by Sherwood Anderson, um, and it's basically that's like gotta a, be a pin name, dude. It was like it's like late eighteen hundreds. So oh, never mind. Maybe it is his real. Maybe name. it yeah. is for real. That's why epic. did we not? Why did we stop naming people Sherwood? That's a dope. That name. is a great name. All right. Why is that the second time we've that's said going, that's a great name? That's in going this in podcast. the basket for my future <laughs> son and daughter names. Sherwood Potts. Uh, anyway, then you had to attach it to my last name, and it kind of lost some of its. Kind of lost some of its luster. So each chapter of this book is about a different, like, character within this town of Winesburg, Ohio. It's like, um, takes place in the 19-teens, okay? Okay. So that's the setting. Rural, Midwest, small town. Each chapter is a different character or family in the book. And it's just super interesting, super, super fun reading. I don't know. There's probably people out there that are like, oh, this is a great 
you know, analysis of what life was like in this time period and setting and it's, uh, you know, seminal writing in this. It's just fun. And that's what I like to, that's the kind of stuff I like to read. And it, it, it's, it's calming in a weird way, even though it's kind of weird what all happens in this town. But it's never too far out there, and it's all believable, and it all feels like really genuinely fun stuff. So, yeah, I, I wanted to bring it up because I really liked it. So, we're already getting close to our time just because it's been a while since we've done this, and we were just ready to go. Yeah. Um, ready to spew. And we've got, that's right, that is the name of the show and why we named it that. Yep. Definitely not because of uh jokes that my roommate started in sophomore year but we're gonna have to like make this welcome back episode into like two parts because of the formatting control that we have to stay under and i don't want to start talking about our oscar noms until we can get to all of them because we want to talk about jojo rabbit we want to talk about 1917 Mm -hmm. touch back on once upon a time in hollywood Mm -hmm. and brad pitt's win uh, and I think you want to pull. I think you want to speak about the short film that one as well yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Hair Love. And so that's a whole. That's a pot. I think the Oscars deserve a podcast in their own. Maybe let's do that. It just may be one that we get to later. It yeah. just may be content that pops up later. Uh, in quick, just in quick recap, just to say, all those movies we mentioned, we're fans of. The, no- the Oscar noms? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. we we both talked about how I I really felt today came up with a good list. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. Um, if you don't know, the big winner this year ended up being Parasite, taking a bunch of things, which is a Korean director. It's, anyway, that's a movie that we should probably watch. In fact, one of my Cardinal and Cream writers is going to do a piece on it since it's probably one of the films that people are going to be the least amount of familiar with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I, have a spiked interest. I, I read a bit of the plot, and it's a black comedy, and it came across as something that I was like, oh, yeah, I totally would be into that. Real quick before we go, uh, do we want to talk about what our plans are for this upcoming season at all? What to expect? We should mention that we have uh, started an Instagram page. Oh, yes. Um, and you definitely can follow that at... We're both this, uh, pulling up Instagram. Thusview f- underscore official. I mean, so he's just saying words. So I'm going to look up what it actually it. is. That sounds right. That's, that sounds right. That's it. The spew. Yes underscore official all lowercase yep. um and we are also now available on spotify and a myriad of other places that I've we don't know of. about yeah but we are on spotify we're in the process of getting the old uh, episodes up there but all the current ones you will definitely find yes um in the coming weeks we're also trying to get up on apple podcast but it may be a while for that but check us out on spotify we are on Spotify somewhere. You may have to do a lot of scrolling and searching. Right. We, uh, we've got to work our way up the, yeah. the relevance train in Spotify's algorithm because apparently a lot of people call their stuff the spew. Or it wasn't even that. <laughs> it we was were just there was a lot of combinations anything of those letters. <laughs> right. Uh, also, if you go to cardinalandcream.com, you can now get to all our content in our very new podcast tab. Special yeah. thanks to our editor, Brent Walker, for being awesome about that. Uh, upcoming future things, uh, we will have another guest soon. We don't know when that episode will be coming up. We do know who it is. Uh, we also will be talking probably on our very next episode, whenever that is, about our fun little getaway we're going to have this weekend. 
right. uh, to oh, SEJC. Yeah. We will definitely have fun stories. It is going to be a fun time. Um, That'll be a fun podcast to recap those events. But yeah, it's going to be a fun semester. Spotify, Instagram. And so this is uh, not a pilot, but our soft season two. Uh, I almost called it a reboot. Like we just like threw away all our old content. We were like, forget everything you've heard before, folks. Uh, no, I, I love the first season, if we're calling it that, that we put together. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. I, th- it was There's a lot of good memories and fun moments in there. Very new for us, but I think we were very satisfied with what what came of it, and we're ready to do it again, if if not do it better. Exactly. I have no idea how to correctly end this thing. I don't think we'll ever get that right. I think and we so just talk and slowly fade out our voice. We've never done that. <laughs> Instead, it's just kind of been me hitting... We're, we're just rambling, just spewing until you abruptly hit stop yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and do that now okay <laughs>